everyone, and welcome back to She's All That Minute. The podcast where we analyze the 1999 examination of beauty and popularity in high school, She's All That, one minute at a time. I'm your co-host, Aaron. I'm your co-host, James. And Minute 53 begins with Taylor saying, oh, Brock Hudson, what kind of name is that anyway? She listens to our podcast. I have it going through... She does listen to our podcast. Um, sorry about all those mean but very true things we said about you, Taylor. Um, and I have it going through a soccer montage. Uh-huh. Yep. So. So Taylor got dumped. In a very familiar way. <laughs> mm-hmm. She doesn't know what happened, though. Yeah. She doesn't know what's wrong. But Brock told her very clearly when he broke up with her. Yes. That it's been fun but did you honestly think I'd leave for All-Star Road Rules still dating you? Oh, you did? That's sweet. <laughs> Does that sound familiar, Taylor? Does it? Do you that remember that? sound at all familiar? <laughs> no? Oh, well. Does it sound okay. like something... No, that doesn't sound like something you said approximately, you know, 47 minutes ago? No? <laughs> okay. Hey, can I tell you about uh, All-Star Road Rules? Please do. So... Um, I was very intrigued to, 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 to do some research on this because I was like, all-star road rules? Is that in any way related to real-world road rules challenge? Right. So that's what I was wondering because road rules was a separate show, wasn't Correct. it? Correct. Road rules was, it followed five to six strangers ages 18 to 24, stripped of their money and restricted to a life in an RV, traveling from location to location. They were given... The strangers were guided by a set of clues and missions to complete at each location. Right. So the first season of Road Rules All-Stars, it was the same thing, it seems like. Hold on one sec. Where's but it the... was like, I would assume it was favorites from previous seasons. Right. It was, it was favorites from previous seasons, for sure. Well, and there was a real world Road Rules challenge where it was people from previous seasons of Real World and people from previous seasons of Road Rules. Right. Okay. So, um, Road Rules All Stars was uh, was real world alumni participating in Road Rules style stuff. Then, so that was in 1998. Why would they call it that? I don't know. Why wouldn't they call it the Real World comma road or the Real World colon Road Rules or Road Rules colon the Real World? I do not know. Um, so, and I think that people were were similarly confused about that after this first season aired in 1998, because when it came back in late 1999, they had changed the name to Real World Road Rules Challenge. Okay. So it's the same show. Well, Brock didn't get the memo. Because this movie came out in 1999. They, it, wasn't, it wasn't that yet. I think that is so interesting that like the writers couldn't have known that that, that, that name change was going to be as out of date as it was. Yeah. Uh, the other thing is that they changed the name again to uh, the nineteenth season. They named it. They changed it just to the challenge. So it's currently no, now just known as the challenge. It's still on. It's in uh, thirty six seasons. Oh my goodness! Yeah, yeah. They are coming back hey. soon. I think. I right, gotta okay. have stuff to play. I guess. I mean, I guess. Season 37 will take place in Croatia. So. All right. Yep. And that's that. That's the challenge. So then a very gross thing happens. A very gross thing happens. And what is that, James? That is uh, 
uh, they say, um, oh, you're better than him. They do all the like best friend, consoling friend after dumping mm-hmm. uh, that all that talk. And she's like, thanks, you guys are the best. And they do this weird shot of Chandler's hand on on Taylor's side view mirror. And I had to go back and check. And she is holding a Kleenex. It appears to be a used Kleenex. Uh-huh. Taylor grabs it and blows her nose with it. Uh-huh. Gross. That's real gross. That's just... Yeah. Chandler does look mildly horrified when sure. Taylor grabs the Kleenex. Yeah. As well she should, if that is in fact a used Kleenex. If it's not a used Kleenex, then why does Chandler look horrified? And also, why was she holding it? <laughs> right. What is that Kleenex for? Yeah. I I thought that, that Taylor was reaching for Chandler's hand. She's like, oh, you guys are the the best. Like, you know, reach out, hold hand. Like, yeah. thanks. But she like yoinks the, the Kleenex away. And I was like, I what? wish that they just had Chandler offer her the Kleenex. Yeah. Like, have it be an unused Kleenex that Taylor or that Chandler pulls out of a little pocket pack from her purse. Yeah. And just hands her a nice, clean, never snotted on facial tissue. Yeah. To blow her nose into. There's no reason. What that? There's no reason for that. Like, if this isn't like, I mean, if this is like American Pie or a different genre of teen movie, right? Fine. That's you know, there's a reason. You know, ew, gross. But that's all throughout. This is like a one and done. Ew, gross. Is it possible? Because Chandler chews gum a lot. Is it possible that there was a shot of her spitting the gum into the Kleenex that we just? Like, it didn't make it into the movie. That's slightly less gross to me. I guess. Like, blowing your nose into a Kleenex that has a wad of gum in it when it's your friend's gum. So it's not like a weird stranger's gum and only, like, a portion of the Kleenex. Right. If, if Like, you've... you could feasibly blow your nose into that Kleenex without getting, like, gum or saliva or anything on you. I... As opposed to a used Kleenex right. that probably the snot has, like, soaked through and stuff. Yep. Yep. Yeah. But... Yeah. Hey, so I then we go it. to a soccer montage. <laughs> yeah, we do. Um, oh, well, no. First, oh, Taylor... Right. Um, oh, right. ...finds out... Taylor comes out of her getting dumped funk. Because you know what gets you out of uh, being, what distracts you from being pissed off? Is finding out that the girl you hate is running against you for prom queen. Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Yep. (laughs) The the people walking the sign that say Lainey for prom queen Mm -hmm. look like they've been caught stealing the Declaration of Independence. Like, they're like, Mm -hmm. uh, Taylor, uh, uh, don't go faster. Like don't don't make eye contact. Just walk faster. <laughs> you can't if you don't look at her, she can't sense your fear. <laughs> yeah. So she suddenly she's like, why is she not does she say why? Or who? Hold on one sec. I think she says like, what the hell did I miss? Or something. Oh right, did I right. <laughs> yes, did yes, I she miss did. Something? Yeah, exactly. Exactly. I'm impressed that the prom king and queen ballot went out like just now and already people have posters and such yeah i mean that wasn't like a hastily scrawled on the back of your science project poster that was like a nice poster they uh they had written everything except for the name i think 
and then they were going to write down the name of whoever was against Taylor. <laughs> okay. It's the anti-Taylor <laughs> fan club. Yeah. Exactly. And then we go to a um, mon- soccer montage? Yeah. Then a okay. soccer montage. Um, during which a song plays. And this song mm-hmm. I was able to find. That's good. So, so this is a song uh, by a band called Super Drag. And the song is called Shuck and Jive. Okay. Which I have a connotation of it being, I, I had this, I, I had this memory of it being not a cool thing to say, but I don't know if that was wrong or not. So I've done little to no research. Anyways, that's the title of the song. It may be a problematic title. Anyways. Okay. So Super Drag was an alternative rock band from Knoxville, Tennessee. They were best known for their 1996 single, Sucked Out, which I recently heard on that Jimmy Eat World podcast that I was talking to you about. Um, oh, wow. I don't remember how it came up because, as I told you, there's really no knowing how stuff comes up. But it turned out to be a song <laughs> that I had in my memory banks as a late 90s, mid to late 90s DC 101 song that isn't on any of my mixes that I made for myself of oh. said song. So it's a it's a lost song that I was like, I remember this one. So that was kind of cool to happen. Um, yeah. So that, that was on their album, which was called Regretfully Yours. Uh, there was a video on MTV. So after they uh, had very a lot of success with Regretfully Yours in 1986, they got more financial support from Elektra Records on the condition that they created more radio-friendly songs. Uh, they were produced by Jerry Finn, who I think is Blink-182's uh, producer. I was like, why does that name sound familiar? Yeah, he produced, uh, like, Enema of the State and Take Off Your Pants and Jacket and stuff. Um, big Blink-182 cool. albums. Anyways, so Jerry Finn was their producer. And uh, they recorded at Sound City in, in California. So, like, it was as big as can be. <laughs> the music, contrary to previous recordings by the band, contained a combination of string orchestras, pianos, sitars, organs, and other out-of-the-ordinary uh, out instrumentation. The label believed that the intent of the band was to go purposefully against their will with the overall sound of the album and not create any hit songs, and did not expect the fully orchestrated sound the band conveyed on the, on the album. It says, the band has admitted, admitted as much... The band has admitted as much later that they were taking advantage of the money Electra provided to them in order to create the best studio album they could, regardless of the label's demand for radio hits, knowing they they might never have that kind of funding again. Which, like, that seems smart to me, actually. I mean, Mm -hmm. uh, so it says, to date, the album is considered their most accomplished album, but many critics considered it, like, they agreed that it was radio-unfriendly. Only one song, Do the Vampire, received even minimal radio play, and as expected, the label subsequently cut most of the band's further funding. The album also received very little publicity and therefore sold, po- sold, sold, sold poorly, subsequently causing the label to drop the band from the label. So oh, sad. And almost no touring was done in support of the album, and it remains unheard by many, although most diehard fans consider it to be their greatest release. So... That is the song. That is the album on which this song is. It's in the low. It's in the last like half of the album. Um, I think it's sort of funny because it's sort of like it's that thing where it's like you got signed and you used the money to make the album you want to make, and then you got dropped. But like, is that okay? Because 
you made the album you wanted to make, but then no one hears it. So then it's like, right. <sighs> so anyways, yeah. Um, and that is super drag with the song that plays during the soccer montage in which right. we don't see what happens with the end of the soccer montage. Um, but that is all my notes. Okay, let's see if I have any additional notes. I do not. Okay, um, then I will do some social so I, media. Yeah, I think uh, we're good for social media. We have a Twitter account for this podcast franchise, which is at je underscore minute movies. Um, I can be found on Twitter at unabashed James, and I'm at unabashedly Aaron. We're part of the Scavengers Network, which you can find on Twitter at ScavengersNet. And you can also find us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash the Scavengers Network. Um, the last thing I saw was that Colin was going to do another Nuzlocke run with a different Pokemon game. Okay. Um, he got a special, I think, a Team Rocket hat. Oh. So I don't know what the connotation of that is in, is in this current 2020. He got one, one. like offline he said he's going to like wear, in the game or like uh, like in in real life he has one that he oh, was going okay. to wear to kick off the nuzlocke run i don't know what that Got means okay. or if there's a connotation where team rocket is nice now or whatever um okay but um or if, or if the cap isn't team rocket and it's just like randy's pokemon gym or whatever i don't know what the current state of the mm-hmm. um story is in pokemon right um so you can find that on Twitch. Uh, we see all sorts of, um, like the other night, uh, Colin and Morgan streamed um, that same game you played on date night, the Emily's Away. Is that what it's called? Oh, they it's play- called Emily's they- Away. They they streamed it did- in our date night slot because right. I yes. somehow managed to book. I had stuff happening every single right. weekend this month right. and was not able to do date night. <laughs> right. So they played that, and I think they played that again. Did they play it again maybe last Saturday too? Yeah, that would make sense cuz Yeah, then I They definitely to them played it this past weekend yeah. I, as of recording. I don't know if they've played it before or not. They, they've definitely played it before because uh okay. Daniel and Colin and Morgan messaged me to say this is right up your alley you should come watch, but I was like not in a place to watch it like mentally. Sure. But twitch.tv slash the scavengers network you can find all of that stuff and more um and even more stuff, you know, the longer you sort of watch. But I think that's it. Yeah. Um, I so think that so. is it for today. We're halfway through the week. And Aaron, all I have to ask you is blowing your nose into used Kleenex, truck or not truck? Not truck. Fair enough. The Scavengers Network. Creator-driven. Community-focused. Treasured content.